Welcome to the GSD Factor Podcast. I'm your host, Misha Blameyer Farish. This is our annual Best of Podcast, which highlights a few of our listeners' favorite moments throughout Season 2. I want to take a moment to thank each guest for joining us this year and sharing their perspectives and thoughts on how to live their very best GSD Factor life. We hope their stories have been encouraging and inspiring as you embark on your own transformational journey. If this is your first GSD Factor podcast, welcome. The GSD Factor life consists of six attributes of be confident, be inquisitive, be imaginative, be present, be resilient, and be influential. When we activate all six attributes, we ignite a transformation in our lives. In 2023, we launched not one, but three books as part of the GSD Factor Life book series. The GSD Factor, Get Shit Done. The GSD Factor Teen Workbook, Get Stuff Done. And the GSD Factor Adult Workbook, Get Stuff Done. Visit gsdfactor.com to purchase your copy today for you, your family, friends, and colleagues. Seasons 1 and 2 have featured 42 episodes with 49 different guests who get shit done, or as we like to say, are GSDers, in their industries, organizations, and communities. Popular episodes include She's a Bit Much, Navigating a Professional Pivot, Connecting with Confidence, Work-Life-Family Integration as a Working Parent, Building DEIB with Purpose, Speaking with Strength, The Art of Storytelling, and many others. Be sure to catch these and the other episodes wherever you stream your podcasts. Now, let's dive into some of your favorite nuggets and lessons from this last season. I'm Bobby. I'm Jess. I'm Laurel. I'm Meg. And I'm Misha. Worthy are girls. GSD. So you may be asking, what is our girls GSD? Well, we're so glad you asked, aren't we, girls? We are the girls who get shit done in the technology and the insurance industry while wearing our beloved style and comfort of Rothy shoes. It's how we met and connected at a conference last year. And well, the rest is history. I, and I think for us, you know, like how we're doing this, this, you know, we're sharing our thought process to the community. There's going to be folks that are listening to this, you know, hopefully getting, you know, inspiration. We're creating Mm -hmm. impact. The key is always doing that, right? You never Mm -hmm. know who this message hits home and they may be struggling. They may be thinking, you know, I don't like the insurance industry because of X, Y, and Z. And they're seeing this and they're not losing hope, right? So especially in the tech side, I mean, yes. I I had, I did a, I had a speaking engagement long time back. This is back in late 2000s, even like 2010-ish area. We used to have our regional tech conferences. And I did an, uh, I did a, um, I facilitated an agile workshop with two other two other speakers. And there was this girl which came to me like six, seven years later, 
was sitting in the back. I don't even remember her, but she was there. We did this agile workshop about how do you do software development, how to agile and all that fun stuff. She came to me several years back, found me and said, if you were not at this event, I was this close of leaving the tech industry, but I saw you and I said, if you can do it, I can do it. That's what that mm-hmm. is. It's, yes. That is what showing up is because we don't know that impact no. till years and years. And sometimes yes. we don't hear those stories, but we Correct. are, you know, it's so important. I love every bit of this. Christine French here with us today. A friend sent me this and it compared grief to a ball in a box. And at the beginning, that ball in the box is huge. It takes up the entire box. It is pressing on that grief button and it hurts immensely and frequently. But over time, that ball shrinks and it doesn't take up as much space in the box. And it's kind of bouncing around the box and you'll have good days. But every now and again, it does kind of hit that pain point. And those feelings can come up again, even just as strong and kind of can hit you out of nowhere where you think like, man, I've been fine for several days or several weeks or several months, but something just triggers it. And so I thought that was a really interesting mental picture of just how time does kind of help heal. But, you know, when something kind of triggers that it can hurt just as much. And so don't feel like there's something wrong with you that like I should be fine by now. And today I have Meg McKean talking to us about be present. It's interesting because the word we're talking about here is being present, right? And and there's a sense of being present as is closing off all the external factors and shutting off social media and not watching Netflix and and I think that's the very understood and casual definition of being present, right? It's what we think of when we sit in conversation with one other person and we don't let background noise get in the way, but I think there's a a missing link or a deeper link. And that is, can you be present with yourself? Can you be okay that in this moment, as you are, is enough and is exactly where you're meant to be right now? And that is a, a scary place for a lot of people. And it's easy to let a lot of these outside distractions dictate the way that our day looks and the way that our time is spent and the way that we show up in our relationships. But I really believe that that relationship that with that you have with yourself sets the tone for all the relationships that follow. And that's that's not easy to do, my friend. I'm excited to have Edwin Moreno and Henry Martin. Hello. So it, there's been a lot of sadness, a lot of anger, a lot of fear you know, coming in and choosing to be different and choosing to say, well, no, I'm going to go more into my ancestral culture, my ancestral background of community, of sharing, of being open, of expressing truth, instead of, you know, choosing to kind of, you know, let me, let me, let me hide um, in order to get this deal. And, um, you know, I've had leaders that have not wanted to work with me once they see that I'm not willing to compromise my integrity and I've also had people that love me because of that. And I've been able to gain great contracts. I was able to open my independent agency because of the relationship that I built with carriers and with people that work within these carriers because they saw how I wasn't willing to compromise my integrity and they actually admired that about me. So I pushed my way through it. I got out of there. I changed my career to work in this insurance industry. And again, I'm one of a few of the few minority. 
in the entire company. But I use my confidence in myself. I use my confidence in in who I am. And I use the fact that I am a six foot three, 250 pound man to get shit done. If things need to happen, if something needs to be done, if a decision needs to be made, I may be low on the totem pole, but if you're not making it, I will. And I will admit my wrongdoing and I will write in your in an email to you, I completely messed up and I made this mistake. And I will own it. But I will also own my successes. I will also say, I pushed this through. I got them to change this. I went to HR and said, you cannot do this anymore. Today, I am so excited to have Suzanne Coker on the line. I I was on a mission. At, from that point on, I was on a mission. Every morning when I came in and parked my car, as I was walking in, I made it a point to say good morning to somebody. I mean, there's always more than just you in the parking lot. So as I was approaching the building, I would always engage someone and say, good morning. How are you? Hey, by the way, what do you do here at Travelers? And I started asking people, what do you do here? They would tell me, oh, I do claims. Oh, that's interesting. What kind of claims do you do? Oh, I do auto claims or, oh, I do work comp claims. And sometimes people would say, oh, I'm a marketing rep. Well, I would start asking these same people if I saw more than once, do you think it'd be possible if I could job shadow with you for a day? And they would always say, sure, yeah, let me get with my manager and and, uh, we'll plan something. My guests today are Jenny Emerson and Randy Ford. A writing and um, storytelling perspective. It's it's all about um, what makes us who we are. So yeah, it's it's important to examine the the you know I am a son, I am a brother, but also those things make me part of my story. You know, I, I think about uh, you know those, those quizzes you can take online to see which television character you are, and yeah, it's all clickbait, and who knows what it's signing us up for when we do it, but. It, you know, there's also a reason that we kind of are are into those because it helps us find the other stories that we identify with and helps us kind of refine our own stories. Does that make sense that we, you know, we part of who we are is in relation to the other characters in our lives. If we're thinking about traditional storytelling and um, that makes a lot of who we are and our place in the world. And then that helps us realize um, the impact we're having for ourselves and the people around us. What's happening on a cellular level when you take that time, whether it's 15 or 50 minutes after your session is um, the healing work that happens in your therapy session starts getting, um, starts getting activated on a DNA type level, on a cellular level. Mm. And so when you allow your body to continue that shift, then it's, has a stronger chance of staying. And so, you know, if you find yourself, I'm always talking to my therapist about the same thing. Well, that's probably because you might not be doing enough after the session or in between your sessions to let that shift start happening on the cellular level and letting it really start changing, like, um, you know, the equation of it all or the makeup. And so I'm, I'm so glad to hear you guys talk about this because I'm always encouraging my clients, hey, if you can just sit in your car for a few minutes and just breathe and just Mm. notice how your body feels 
after we have talked about this stuff today, just start yeah. naming off body parts and asking yourself, how does my abdomen feel? How do my upper shoulders feel? How does my low back feel? You know, or how do my hands and my jaw, stuff like that. That'll get you more present in there. And the presence helps create the opportunity for that healing to stick. I am honored to have Dr. Michelle Morkert joining me today. It's about strategizing. That's what yes. I think. It's a, it, That's really what it is. And so I talk about this with my clients in terms of, okay, let's strategize about how you want to respond to this situation, how you want to show up in this situation. And, you know, how can you be who you are, but also set up those boundaries? Cause not everybody is entitled to your, all of your genius, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we get to yes. decide how we show up in all the spaces. And as long as we're going into it, really aware of that, I think that's a great strategy. I love that. I am so excited to have Angel out from California. The basis of almost everything I do. I mean, that's, it's very important to me, but people will tell me, oh, Angel, well, you know, we really have to work together because we're like-minded. And the problem with being like-minded with everybody you work with is again, and that means there's no diversity, right? So I like to tell people, I want to work with somebody who's like-hearted. And that means that they have a positive mindset. That means that they're open to learning. That means that they love people, no matter who they are, right? That doesn't mean that we have to agree with every implementation that that my thought process is going to duplicate your thought process. No, because if that's the case, then again, we're excluding instead of including. I have the esteemed honor of having Juliet Foster calling in from London, England. The point that I'm making is that when you find your confidence, you acquire tools which you put in your toolbox and you will know instinctively which tools to use to get you, the team, your client, whoever out of that situation. And the beauty of it is that nobody else needs to know that it looked as if the ship was about to sink. Get your hands dirty. Start from the bottom. It's a great place to start because that's where you make the mistakes. Okay. And yes, if you've got very good people, they will tell you that you've made a mistake. They'll tell you in a positive and constructive way. Some people will tell you in a horrible way because they're trying to undermine you. If they're trying to undermine you, believe it or not, that is a good thing because it means that they can sense you have talent. (laughs) And jealous people, they try to undermine the talented. Okay. the other thing which I told her is, look, this is what you need to do, blah, blah, blah. But you don't need me now. But at some point you might need me. You will need a shoulder to cry on. Do not cry in a newsroom. Do not cry in an office. Okay. you save your tears and you give them to me because I'm not going to undermine you. I've been through your journey. I'm really excited to have Dr. Jim. Because every organization is on its own path to wherever they're going. I would certainly ask them, hey, one of the things that I've noticed is that you have a global customer base, but when you look at your senior leadership, uh, it's not visibly diverse. So what's your short-term, mid-term, and long-term plan to get more representation in those ranks? And that is a great question to ask. And you need to call that stuff out because that's the only way leaders within organizations are going to be held accountable 
for business results. Because if they don't answer that question well, well, you have to make your own decision on whether that's uh, that's something that you need to you want to pursue. Because the reality of it is that if you don't see people like you within that organization at the leadership tier, that sets a ceiling for you realizing your own potential. So it has implications on your career as well. I'm excited to have Chrysanthi calling in from London, England. I feel empowered to use my voice and I have always felt empowered um, and encouraged to do so always. And I think the best piece of advice that I've been given um, in my professional life and I will share with anyone who hears is, is, you know, make your intentions clear, have the confidence to, to tell people what you want. You know, people aren't mind readers. You need to tell them what you want. And and you know what? Let's say it's your manager, for instance. They will be so happy to hear, to hear what you want, you know? It, it will help them guide you as well. And equally, you, you'll feel better because, you know, you've, you've made your intentions clear. I think, I think that is probably one of the most important pieces of advice I've been given. And, and I, you know, you, you kind of, you, you see the benefits of it as well. And I've seen the benefits of it as well. I think, you know, just feeling confident enough to use your voice. If you know what you want, just, just be like, Hey, okay. You know, this is what I want to do. This is where, these are my goals. This is where I want to end up. How can, you know, what can we do uh, to, to get me there? I'm excited to have Sean Stowers. Hey, and I, I I love the fact that you know from a you know a dream bait perspective you don't say it, it, and I think this is super important right in this day and age it's not about how do you propel to the top of the organization it's about how do you find how do you find and I'm going to put it in my words how do you find your life worth living and and I think that that's what you I don't think you quite say it that way but it is what you're saying is like how do you find your life worth living and you've made it super accessible so i i totally agree with that point of transformation and um pivots and and, and again the tools that you're helping um and providing the people to, to make that change i'm excited to have Lori pawn as our guest as we talk about the gst factor life and the attribute be imaginative challenging status quo not from the perspective of being adversarial, but help me understand why you come from this point of view and being able to have that million foot view, that five foot view and understand those different levers to promote change and be imaginative. There's really amazing things, Misha, that partners within our ecosystem are doing, like design thinking, some of the learnings and very early on feedback, let you bring more parties into the conversation. So you're not putting change or this reimagined way. It could be of working or doing something. Uh, You're really bringing the whole tribe along with you. And I really love some of the new design principles, the human-centered design. And I'm really seeing some of these amazing protocols and ways of working and ways of reimagining coming into play. And I think it's just really exciting because I think all of us can agree change being put on you is is very stressful. And so I'm just really excited to see across the industry a, an embracing of more ideas and more perspectives so that you have everyone rowing in the boat in the same direction. Thank you for listening to the GST Factor podcast. Please visit us at gstfactor.com where you can explore tools and resources to help you ignite that transformation in your professional and personal life. 
We appreciate you listening and look forward to helping you get shit done in 2024. 